Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Now, while you just all stirred up by the Holy Ghost, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. I have a message on Pentecost today. Uh, but I'm going to be coming from a little bit of a different, different angle than I've ever preached on it before. Acts chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading in verse 4. And being assembled together with them... He suggested. What did the Bible, what does the Bible say? He commanded. Jesus said, don't make me come down there. Uh, y'all, y'all, I'm telling you what to do now. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. He said, this, this, if, if you depart, this, listen, you ain't getting what I'm putting down. You, you ain't smelling what I stepped in. Martha, can you believe he just said that from the pulpit? Some of you need to smile, man. My God. It's not most of you, but just a few of you. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for what? The promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive what? Let me tell you why some of us can't smile today. It's got nothing to do with your emotions. You don't have the power. Let me tell you why some of us keep backsliding. You don't have the power. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be, watch this, witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Acts 2 and verse 1. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Now, what you just read about was what Jesus said to them right before he was caught up. Amen. It's, it's what he said to them. Now, what you're about to read about is what happens 10 days later. The fulfillment of what Jesus just said. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Amen. And suddenly there came a sound. Everybody say sound. 
there came a sound from heaven. I want those of you watching, I want you to put it in the chat line. The sound, the sound, the sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then uh, there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them. Watch this. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Praise God. I want you to go to verse 36 in chapter 2, verse 36. Peter stands up and preaches a, a, a wonderful message. Basically tells them all how they're a bunch of murderers. Y'all wouldn't go to Peter's church either. <laughs> Y'all wouldn't attend Jesus' church and you wouldn't attend Peter's church. Because Peter stood up and said, you killed him. You killed the son of God. Watch this. And he gives them this horrible news. And the Bible says in verse 37, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. That's what's going to happen to some of you this morning. The conviction of God is going to fall on your life. And you're going to be cut to the heart. And whether I mention anything about what you're in or not, you're going to know something's got to change. I feel the anointing on me right now. And, uh, and, and, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brother, what shall we do? Then Peter said, repent and, be, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift. Everybody shout gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit. For, here we go, here's this word again. For the promise is to you. If you have, look up at me, if you have a lost child, if you have a lost grandbaby, you have a promise. Woo! You got a promise to stand on. This promise is to me, to my children, to my children's children, and as far as God may call, as many of them as God may call, I have a promise. You have a word from God now. Hallelujah. And he said this to all as far as many as the Lord our God will call. Amen. So I'm going to preach from the subject metaphor just a few moments today. Pentecost, the blessing of power. The blessing of power. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we humble ourselves, we have enjoyed your presence this morning. We have, Lord, we're so thankful that even now we sense the, the atmosphere is electrified with the power, the presence, and the anointing of God. Lord, this is not here just for us to celebrate, even though we do celebrate in your presence. It's not just here for that, but it's here, God, because you have heard the cry of some mama that has been crying for two months, wondering where is the power. You have heard the desire of some young person saying, I don't want to do this anymore. Where is the power? You've heard the cry of some daddy saying, I don't want to drink anymore. Where is the power? And so Spirit of God, minister the power. 
power of heaven here today. And let everybody under the sound of my voice be filled with such power from on high. And I ask you to do this in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, God, to to let a, a, a refreshing come on some people. There's some saints in here that had the Holy Ghost for a long time, Lord. Oh, but they're dead. They need a refreshing. They need a fresh oil, God. We all need a fresh oil, God. Let it fall on us today as we are assembled in one place in one accord. Father, in Jesus' name, do what only you can do in this house. And I pray that you look upon my availability and not my ability today. And God, that there would be such a refreshing coming on this house that people will leave here never the same again. We decree it and declare it in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And everybody that agrees with me, I want you to shout amen. amen. And I want you to look at five people and tell them, I got the power. Come on, come on, look at them. I got the power. I got the power. Come on. As a matter of fact, those of you that are watching right now, I want you to share this with some people. Put in the chat lines down there. Just say, I have the power. Uh, let some people know that what they've been looking for is available right here in Locust Grove at ALC. And if you can't get here by car or train or automobile, whatever, get here by uh, Facebook, YouTube, whatever you, how, whatever, however you need to watch it. But you need to watch right now because we're ministering on the power of God. And let me tell you what the world needs today. Let, first of all, before we talk about the world, let me tell you what the church needs. The church needs a fresh baptism of Holy Ghost and fire with the power of the living God. Hallelujah. Can I tell you charisma does not make some charisma or, or your giftingness or your personality or your whatever you want to call it. That does not make somebody hit the floor in their living room three counties over and start speaking in tongues. It is the power of the living God that can only do such a thing. It is not man. It's not my might and it's not my power. It is the spirit of the living God that does such a thing. And what's got you burning on the inside right now, the thing that just lit up in you as I begin to preach, it is the spirit of the living God saying, I have heard your cry for hunger. I have heard your cry for, th for more. I have seen your thirst for more of of water and I am going to release unto you the rivers of living water that are going to flow out of your soul today hallelujah that's what you sense in this place right now glory be to God let me tell you something uh, people sometimes they wonder my God why does everybody got to shout why does everybody got to why does everybody got to clap why does everybody got to sing do you really need a choir that big up here I want it bigger I want, it so, I want it so big that we got to try to do something with the stage. 
preacher, why in the world do you have people that, that, that just, just seem like they're, they're, they're coming, becoming all undignified in their praise? Because the Bible says, David said, when I threw my garment off and that old hateful woman started talking junk, he said, I can become a little more undignified than this. Why do you have such? Because let me tell you something, the only thing that I know that does not release a sound is a dead person. The only thing that I know that will not make a sound is a dead person. Well, preacher, you're talking about my last church. I didn't say that. You said that. I'm telling you right now, the only thing that does not make sound, the only thing that does not make a noise is something that's dead. When a baby comes out its mama, the first thing they start doing is hitting that baby on the back. And when it starts crying, you think something's wrong, but all the nurses say, no, something's good because I'm listening for a cry to come out of the baby. Can I tell you what God is listening for right now? He's listening for a cry to come out of the church right now and saying, are you li alive and are you breathing? I'm listening for a cry. I'm listening for some life. The Bible says that on the, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. Now everybody in here ain't in one accord. But we're going to get there one day. You got some people saying, hurry up. You got some people saying, my God, is my roast burning at home? You got some people sitting here looking, they got one eye toward me, and then they got this other eye over here looking at her, talking about, boy, she fine. We're not in one accord, but we're going to get there. You got some people telling me, if I can just get to them before I leave, I'm going to give them my business card because I really came in here to try to get me some business. And then you got some people sitting in here saying, would you please hurry up because my mom and daddy bribed me to come today and they told me they'd go feed me a meal and I ain't had a good one in a long time. And you got some people up in here just for some show because they want to lay hands on people at the altar and their own life ain't right. Came to talk about some power right now, though. And so we're not in one accord, but the day will come when we're in one place and we're in one accord and we're saying, God, we ain't leaving until you show up in this house and the fire, as in the day of Pentecost, falls on our life once again. But it's okay, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We don't hate, we don't, we, let's look at your neighbor and say, don't worry about it, neighbor. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to help each other get there. We're going to get in one accord one day, though. You can be in one place and not in one accord. Come on, somebody. But what I love about Jesus is he said, I didn't need 500. He said, I got 120 that when they got in one accord in one place, listen to what happened. A sound came from heaven. A sound came from heaven. A sound came from heaven. What was that sound? That sound that came from heaven, listen, came and filled mankind. It came and filled mankind. What happened? What it was doing was restoring what Adam lost. Because years and years and eons of time before, Adam lost communication with God. He lost it to sin. He lost it to rebellion. He, and he lost it. And so all throughout the times, if man wanted to talk to God, they had to go to a prophet. They had to go to a priest. They had to be a king or something like that and said they to communicate with God. But when the day of Pentecost had fully come, the sound from heaven came inside of man. And what was released from man was the sound.
sound back to heaven. You want to know what your shout is right now? You want to know what your praise is? You want to know what your worship is? It is heaven coming in you and you releasing heaven back to heaven. Heaven communicating with heaven. We're still in the introduction. We're still talking about your sound right now. So the next time the devil says, don't you dare praise. The next time he says, don't you never shout. The next time he says, don't you never clap. Don't you speak in tongues. Don't you do anything like that. You tell him, shut up, devil. Heaven's inside of me, and I'm releasing heaven from the earth back to heaven. It's a sound church. It's a sound. That's why something's wrong if there ain't nothing coming out. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind that filled the whole place where they were assembled and, and tongues of fire set upon each one of them. They all began to speak with tongues as the spirit gave them the utterance. And then they spilled out, in, uh, out of the upper room down into the streets where they, the feast of Pentecost was happening. And there was all these people from different nations there that spoke different languages. And the problem was is they, they didn't realize that the sound that was happening up there is what they needed. They were still going through their religious ritual. They were still going through the, the, all the feasting and everything and didn't realize that what they were celebrating and down in the street was actually happening in the upper room. And so, and these people spill out. And so they said, my God, these people are drunk. They've been down there at the bar drinking all night. Peter said, they're not drunk as you suppose. He said, now they're drunk, but they're not drunk as you suppose. Oh, glory be to God. He said, he said, now this is that. This is that. For him to say this is that, he is bringing their memory back to a prophecy. He is bringing them back to a place. You would never say this is that if it's the first time you heard it. So he's saying, I need to bring you back to a prophecy, a prophecy of Joel, who says that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons will prophesy and your daughters will be filled with the Holy Ghost and the old men will dream dreams and the young men shall see visions and upon all my handmaidens and everybody will I pour out my spirit. He said, so I'm bringing you back to a prophecy. Now, what does this mean? This means that God, the first time, listen, the first time God thought about Pentecost was not on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. I know that you think the first time maybe that God thought about Pentecost was on the day of Pentecost, but I want to let you know, and I'm about to back this up with scripture, that from the beginning of time, everybody say from the beginning of time, God had Pentecost on his mind. How do you know that? You see, you thought the assemblies of God made it up. You thought the church of God made it up. You thought it came from Azusa Street. Let me tell you something, then none of them make it up. Before you were ever a twinkle in your daddy's eye, your mama's eye, before there was ever a man on this earth, God had Pentecost on his mind. How do you know? Because the Bible says that from the foundations of the world, Christ was slain. And so if Pentecost is a result of what happened on the cross, God had Pentecost in his mind before you were formed, before I was formed, before Adam was ever. Reform. He had Pentecost on his mind. He 
was thinking there was going to be a day where sons and daughters are so full of my Holy Spirit that we can communicate without even saying anything to each other. Ah, y'all better get with me right now. Hey, we can begin to communicate with one another. You know, you can get so close to somebody that you can just look at them and they know what you're saying. Y'all know what the deal is. Some of y'all's mamas used to just look at you and you knew. One more move. Ah. It, there, was a, there was a look that could come across and, and didn't nobody have to say nothing. Yeah, but why? Because there's a communion that you understand that, it, that, that my mama's look when, or my daddy's look when that eyebrow goes up, we got about 10 seconds before somebody starts bleeding. So when Adam is in the garden communicating, listen, I'm bringing you all back so I can bring you one big circle. So when Adam is in the garden with God and God would come in the cool of the day, they had such a communion that it was not a communication that was happening through just verbal words. It was something spirit to spirit for God is spirit and they who worship him's got to worship him in spirit and in truth. So this was spirit to spirit. They could just walk together and nothing be said and they knew what each other were thinking. This was lost. But Christ comes on the earth and he says, I'm bringing this communication back to you so that you can get filled with such power that the power is not just to cast out a demon. The power is not just so that you can walk free. The power is so communication can go on and communion can be done between you and me and nothing even be said. So when Peter stands up and says, listen to me, when he stands up and says, this is to your children and as many as the Lord our God would call, he's reminding them of a covenant, a covenant promise. The Bible says that we are the seed of Abraham. Matter of, if you're saved, I want you to lift one heaven, hand to heaven and say, I am the seed of Abraham. Now, I know some of us don't know what that means, but let me just give you just a, a quick synopsis, if I will. Uh, that means that what Abraham had, you can have. But it don't stop there, because now that you are the seed of Abraham in Christ, what Abraham had, you can have, and you can have more. Now, what are you talking about covenant children? What does this mean? This means that when, when God said this is a promise, that means this is a covenant promise. I'm not going to break it. Do you know what that means? That means that this is your birthright. When you got born of the spirit, when you became a new creation, this wasn't just something you could have. God said, this is your birthright. This is what I had in mind before you were ever formed is to give you your birthright. What is your birthright? Your birthright is power, power, dominion, and authority on the earth to decree and declare the things that are not as though they are to see them happen in the earth. Hallelujah. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues, you receive power from God. It, this is not an, an initiation into a church. It is not the right hand of fellowship. It is not a denomination. It's not spiritual elitism. It is the manifestation of a covenant birthright that became yours when you said yes to Jesus. Hallelujah. 
When you said yes to Jesus, God said, I have something that you don't know what is available to you, but the Bible calls it this. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of man what God has for you. I'm telling you, this is your birthright. And it is not about speaking in tongues, even though we have, I speak in tongues, but I believe more than all of you. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about you having power to go home and kick devils out of your house, to kick devils out of your marriage, to kick devils out of your life, to kick devils out of your finances. Hallelujah. Power. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. It is your birthright. It is your birthright. Hallelujah. Have you ever thought about God's power being your birthright? I promise you, when you get this revelation, you will never, ever bow to another attack again. So birthright, church. Hallelujah. You are born for this. Woo, I feel that right there. You were born for this. Not born in the flesh for this. Born in the spirit for this. That's the reason you must be born again. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's the reason people say, well, I, you know, we, they, they have this thing of pride month or whatever going on. And, and, and anyway, it, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to touch it. Don't worry. I'm just trying to keep it clean. I'm going to touch it. Don't worry. I ain't, I ain't scared of it a lick. Yeah, this thing going Pride Month and stuff, and folks, I'm, I was born this way. I know you were born this way. We were all born into sin. That's why you got to be born again. Because if you, ain't, if you don't get born again, then you're going to stay born into sin. And that doesn't just, that doesn't just uh, uh, that's not just relating to homosexuality. It's relating to your alcoholism. It's relating to your perversion. It's relating to your gossip, your lying, your thieving. It's relating to religion. It's relating to racism. All of it. You were born in sin, so you got to be born again. <laughs> Hallelujah. It, it relates to all of it. Unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Today, God wants to give you power. In this room today, there are three, there are three groups of people. There are those who have been filled with the spirit and power, but need to be freshly filled with power. Hallelujah. There are those who love Jesus and live for him but you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit and filled with power, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Then there's those here today that are away from God and it's time for you to come home. Why, you wanna keep, why do you wanna keep eating from the pig's pen? Hallelujah. When God has fresh bread on the table, why do you wanna wallow with the pigs? When God has a spread, hallelujah, and the Lord is so committed to feeding you, he says, I'll even prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. You don't have to stay in the pig pen and you don't have to keep eating of this nonsense. All you got to do is come home. 
So we got three types of people in here. That means everybody ought to get touched today. Somebody say, touch me, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Touch me, Lord. Fill me with power. I want it so much in me, God, that I got to go home and throw stuff away. I want it so much in me, I got to go and call people and apologize. I want it so much in me, I got to go home and rip stuff up. I want it so much in me, God, I got to get on Facebook and say I'm sorry to everybody and I ain't coming back home for a while. I want it so much in me, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Call me wherever you want to call me. Tell me to say whatever I got to say. Preach whatever I got to preach. I want it so much in me. Look at your neighbor and say, no more half-stepping. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. I want it so much in me, like God did with, with the apostle Paul. Let me tell you something. God hit him so hard that he took the S out of him. <laughs> took the S out of him and put some P in him. That's what God needs to do to some of y'all. Hit you so hard, he gets the S out of you. And put some P in you. Some power inside of you. Because you think you've got it all together, but really you're a dead man's bones and you're religious and can't nobody stir you up if they had a blender. But when the power of God gets inside of you, something's gonna begin to stir and shake inside of you. And you'll say, I don't wanna be that same person anymore. Changed his name. Got hit so hard with the power of God, he said, don't call me Saul no more. Call me Paul. Because I ain't the same anymore. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Some people still tripping because I said, take the S out of them. God did it. It's in your Bible. Acts chapter 8 and 9, well, 9. Ain't no more S anymore. Now it's P. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look at your name and say, you need a movement. <laughs> yeah. You need a movement. Ain't nothing flow three in a while. You've been getting a lot. People, people some of you know I've been prayed for so many times we can't even hold on to you. You're so slick with oil. But ain't nothing coming out of you. You need a movement. A spiritual movement. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Let that set for a minute. And I'm telling you, let them get it. Lift your hand, say, God, give me a movement. Come on, say, God, give me a movement. Now say, God, make me a movement to my generation, to my family to my city, to my neighborhood, 
Make me a movement, God. Hallelujah. Give him praise if you want it in this house today. Glory be to God. The power of God in your life gives you great endurance and patience with joy. Oh me. Why'd I have to start with that point? Great endurance. Some of us lack endurance. <laughs> Some of y'all lack endurance. <laughs> What's going on up here? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell them that, Holy Ghost. I'm up here talking. <laughs> Some of y'all lack endurance. <laughs> I'm telling you, Holy Ghost, I can't. Anyway, <laughs> we gotta say that. All right, all right, Justin. <laughs> this is this is I mean I hope it hits right. <laughs> but you lack endurance. <laughs> some of y'all need some spiritual Viagra until <laughs> you lack Lost religious people yet? You ain't religious. <laughs> I know it is. I'm letting it sit with some folks because see, some of you run for God for a little while, but then you quit. You lack endurance. You lack endurance because you lack power. And the Bible says that you can run with endurance and patience with joy. Some of us got some patience, but we don't have it with joy. Come on, lift your hand up and be, be honest. 
You don't have it with joy. And the, the Bible says, y'all want some Bible with this? Come on. Colossians chapter one, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and endurance with joy. Church, have you ever witnessed people go through terrible situations, terrible circumstances, terrible times? I'm not talking about they had a flat tire, the alternator went out. I'm talking about some tough stuff, man. And you, and you get around them and they still smiling and they still have joy and they still have the prayer language and they still go to prayer meetings and they still lift their hands and worship and they still dance and they still praise and they still call on God. You want to know why? Because there's a power on the depths of their soul that says, I will endure with joy in this thing. Hallelujah! I'll endure with joy. Endurance and patience. Hallelujah. Some of us don't, we don't want to be patient. We don't want to wait on God. And in, our, and in our refusal to wait, we make a mess of everything we touch because we're nothing but flesh going, trying to push on flesh, trying to make something happen in the flesh. But hear the word of the Lord. They who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall walk and not grow weary. They shall run and not faint. Wait on the Lord. Be patient for God and watch what he'll do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Patience with joy. Glory be to God. You can't stop a joyful person. You can't stop somebody who says it doesn't matter what they said. It doesn't matter what they did. I know they fired me on Friday, but I'm going to worship him on Sunday and watch my job come through on Monday. I know they talked about me down there, but I'm just going to keep on about my business right here because you can't stop a joyful person. I will endure with joy. Hallelujah. And it's the power of God. I said it's the power of God. You want to know why this first church right here could watch their friends get their heads cut off? They could watch their friends like Stephen get stoned. They could watch their friends go to prison. They could watch them, watch them separate their families and still go in the synagogue and still go in the house and worship and smile and give God a praise and a thanksgiving. They have been filled with power from on high and it is the power of God that'll cause you to endure afflictions and still have the joy of the Lord. Glory. Number two, the power of God causes you to be prosperous. I said the power of God causes you to be prosperous. Find me anywhere in the Bible where it says they, that the power of God makes you poor. Find me anywhere in the Bible where it says the power of God makes you broke. Find me in the Bible where it says and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and didn't have nothing. The power of God makes you prosperous. Give me some Bible. I got you some Bible. Deuteronomy 8, 18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth so that he confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is this day. Have you ever thought about when you get the power of God living on the inside of you that you now have the power to get wealth? 
the power to get wealth, man. Hallelujah. We, I mean, let me tell you something. We, 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 uh, we reference the power of God to, to people being saved, and it is. People being healed, and it is. People being delivered, and it is. But have you ever thought about that you have been filled with power, Joseph, to get wealth, son? Well, no, I don't, I don't accept that. You want to know why you don't accept? Because you have been programmed to be religious. And I am pushing against that religious program that you've been taught all your life that broke people are holy people. Let me tell you something. The power of God will cause you to get wealth. Preacher, do you got anything other, uh, other than that scripture? Sure do. Watch this right here. You can see this in action in the Old Testament and the New Testament. In Acts chapter 2 and in Acts chapter 4, we read about the power of God coming on believers. In just a few short months, the church had grown. Now, y'all stay with me right here. I'm going to get away from my notes for a minute because I've got to really massage this thing in. The Listen, the church had went from 120 people. The first day it went to 3,120 people. Day number one. We haven't had an evangelistic crusade yet. Small groups yet. My God, they didn't even have a building to meet in. But grew by 3,000 people the first day. Within a few short months, thousands of people were a part of the church. Well, that's great, but there, there now all of a sudden rises a need because anytime you put up thousands of people in one place, there are needs there. There are people that need to be fed and there's people that need to be clothed and there's people that don't, they don't want handouts, they want hand ups. Around here, we don't give handouts. We give hand ups. We wanna see you get on your feet. Glory be to God. That's what we do around here. But all these needs came in. So guess what happens? In Acts chapter two, it says that people began to, to take their possessions, their, their additional possessions that they had, whether it was additional lands or additional houses or, or if we talked about today, additional cars. Maybe, maybe they sold their additional horse with twinnies on it. It had them gold, uh, them gold horseshoes on it and stuff. And <laughs> they had a wagon back there with them free spinning <laughs> and they went and sold them and they brought them and the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 they brought them and laid them at the apostles feet now watch what happens here they laid them at the apostles feet the power of God falls on the church in a powerful way and if you'll read on down the Bible says that there was no lack among them nobody owed rent <laughs> everybody had food everybody had everything they needed now the now that is okay listen I can understand that in my natural mind if if that was just how the church only got that big and stayed that big the problem was is that God was adding to the church daily those who were being saved so how did how 
how did the power of God cause them to prosper so that they did not have a need? I'm glad you asked because this man, he goes over there, him and his wife go over there and they say, hey, we got this extra land and we're going to go sell it and we're going to bring the proceeds to the church and we're going to lay it at the apostles' feet. And so they go and lay it at the apostles' feet to meet the need for that time. So did other people. The, the, the challenge was is when they got back home and woke up the next day, supernaturally there came another opportunity for not to own the same amount of land, but now they're owning more land. And so now they're owning more land. So now they take that and they go and sell it and they bring the proceeds back. And they're saying, we want to just help meet the needs of the church. Well, good. They lay it at the apostles' feet. But next week they come across another business deal. And this business deal causes them to prosper and profit more than that business deal did. And now this thing is just rolling like this. So there is no need in the church. We look at that as it was a one-time offering. It was not a one-time offering. Every time somebody brought an offering, the power of God fell on them and they prospered even more. Because it is the power of God that causes you to get wealth. Hallelujah. It's, God gives ideas. But, but not only does God give ideas, God gives times where the power of God comes on somebody and they say things like this. I don't even know why I'm doing this for y'all. I don't even like you. I don't, even, I don't even like the way you sound. But here's your raise. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even like the way y'all do business because you want to bring Christ and everything, but... I'm going to do it with you anyway. I don't even know why I'm selling you this piece of property for this, but I just got to get off of it. Here, have it. The power of God. You want to know what was causing them to make that decision? Because every night they laid their head down, God was talking to them. You know what I want you to do? I want you to take that and I want you to go over there and sell it to them and I want you to sell it for this much and don't you dare sell it for anything more. The power of God causes you to get wealth. Some of you, the reason right now you're not seeing, you're not seeing your increase. You're givers, you're sowers. You're, but the reason you're not seeing your increase is because your heart's not in it. And number two, you're not, you're not relying on his power. You're still in your head trying to figure out how you're going to make yourself prosper. And God said, well, as long as you're in your head, then you can depend on yourself. But as soon as you get out of your head, you can depend on me and my power will come on things. And all of a sudden things become supernatural now. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel like preaching a little bit now. Somebody say testify. Let me tell you about supernatural power causing you to prosper. My brother and I started our business. Broke as a joke. Couldn't buy a Coke. Busted, disgusted, can't be trusted. I'm just, you know. We could be trusted, but you know what I'm saying. But we started our business. Didn't have no, no clients. Didn't have no customers. Some of y'all have heard this story. But a man, a man called us from three counties over. He said, I want to buy some metal. All right, come on. We, we couldn't make a check that week, Pastor Antoine. Had nothing. No money. Couldn't make a check that week. Got little ones at home and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, he came over. And uh, he, he showed up in there. 
and he said, I want to buy this much metal from you. And I said, I went to tell him price. He said, well, it don't matter about the price. Just tell me what I need to cut check for. And I said, well, sir, usually most time we, you don't have to pay until uh, the metal comes in. He said, no, 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 I'm going to pay you right now. I said, okay, well, go ahead and cut the check. And because uh, listen, folk want to pay you now, don't, don't. I'll, I'm going to teach that in my millionaire business school. But uh, that I'm going to start soon, God willing. Teach y'all how to be millionaires. I know some of y'all don't want that, but how many do? All right, good. Some of y'all don't want it, but. Um, anyway, so I said, I said, I said, how, sir, do you mind me asking? You're from way over here in this county. How did you hear about us? He said, well, I saw your ad in the paper. I said, sir, we don't have an ad in the paper. We don't have money for an ad in the paper. We just doing all we can. He said, well, I know I, I saw your ad in the paper, had your phone number. That's how I called you. I'm talking about supernatural power, church, that'll come on you and cause you to prosper when you put your faith in God. I said, well, praise God. Thank, thank you for looking at the ad. I ain't found that ad to this day. Hallelujah. Won't he do it for you? You have to have faith. My God, I feel like pressing this a little more. Some of you are so dependent on your own ability. Well, and, and, and even down to these faith promises. Well, if, if we just cut this out and we cut that out, we'll be able to do this a month. And, and I believe we can somehow make it this month. Again, you messed up already. You've already messed up. My God, why don't you ask your daddy who owns all the silver and all the gold and all the cattle on a thousand hills. And he said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Why don't you ask him? Say, God, bring it to me. God, if you'll get it to me, I'll let you get it through me. Just have faith to believe it. That his power's on you. Are y'all tired of this yet? No. Hallelujah. So the power to get wealth. Number three, the power of God causes you to be able, watch this, to be able to enforce the victory of Jesus on the earth. Notice I didn't say to get the victory. I said to enforce the victory. Hallelujah. To enforce the victory. Luke 9, 1, when Jesus is called at 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all, all demons. Hallelujah. All demons and to cure diseases. Matthew 10, 1, and when he had called his 12 disciples together, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of diseases and all kind, uh, of all kinds of diseases. Listen, this, you need to understand, this was under the old covenant. How much more can you do under the new covenant? How much more can you do since the blood of Jesus has been, has been placed across the mercy seat in heaven? And he said, Father, when you see them, you got to see me now. And God, when you look at them, you got to look at me now. And God, when you talk to them, I want you to talk to me now. I'm praying for them to make it. How much more? Glory be to God. You've been given power to enforce the victory of God on the earth, but last, watch this. The power of God causes you to be born again. 
and set free. Born again and set free. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. Church, without the power of God, do you realize that you cannot even be saved? Without the power of God, you'd still be lost and, and backslidden. You'd still be the person you used to be. Do you realize that without the power of God coming supernaturally, when you said yes to Jesus, you'd still be in your chains and you'd still be on your way to hell and you'd still be depressed and you'd still be wanting to kill yourself and you'd still hate people because of the color of their skin and you'd still think you was all that in a bag of chips when you really wasn't. You was religious and death full of dead man's bones. Don't you realize that without the power of God, you'd still be shackled to hell and to everything that it has the offer. But the day you said, yes to Jesus the power of God showed up and said get your chains off my son get your chains off my daughter get your chains off that man get your chains off that woman they are mine now that's the power of God and as many as believe he gave them the power to become sons of God My God, this said this wasn't just about having a Pentecostal experience. This is your birthright. Hallelujah. When you came to the Lord, when you came to Jesus, <laughs> and you said, you said, yes, Lord. I repent. And I need forgiveness. In that moment, all the power of heaven showed up. In that moment, the power of God showed up. Said, don't touch them again. In that moment, Power of God showed up, said you're free. Yeah, but what about all the witchcraft I begin doing? It ain't got nothing on the power of God. In that moment, and as many as believed or received Him, He gave them. to become sons of God. Glory be to God, I've never seen that. I mean, I've seen that scripture, and I'm, but it's never hit me like this. Now I understand why the day I got born again, I could walk away from it all. I tell people, I probably could have walked away from the cigarettes. I just didn't know no better. You can walk away today. 
Preacher, how in the world? Don't you know how many years I've been in this darkness? It does not matter when you say yes. All heaven's power shows up and said, take your hand off my child. Take your hand off my daughter. Take your hand off my son. When they said yes, my power broke your chains. How many people, I mean, how many people have been born again and they, and they wasn't even ministered deliverance that day, but stopped cutting themselves. The power of God showed up. How many people walked out and says, I don't have the taste for alcohol no more. The power of God hit their lives. And as many as believed, many as received him. You don't know how long I've been in this. Jesus didn't ask that, brother. Jesus didn't ask that, sister. You want to know why hell's fighting you so much? You don't want your yes to come out. Because the moment you say, yes, Lord, the power of God comes. Amen. What we receive, brothers and sisters, it's not about a denomination. It's not, it's not even about speaking in tongues, even though we should and we will. Always. I'll teach on that one day. I want to know, do you have power? I want to know, can you bring God with you when you walk in? I want to know, does hell know your name? I want to know, do you have power? We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.